Hello and welcome to this edition of the Political Profundity Podcast, special edition, Manafort and Cohen plead guilty, August 21st. Um, hello, Karen Weil, my partner in crime here on Political Profundity. How are you today? Well, I'm doing okay. Thank you very much. Still crazy, uh, shell-shocked from yesterday's big news, and it's just so funny. We just done a podcast uh, not long before the Mueller convictions came down and Cohen, Cohen's team uh, fled out, so... It's, uh, just this stuff happens fast, and I hope you're well too. Yeah, and you know a lot of things to um, discuss today. But um, you know, you know, the first reaction I think a lot of people are, are are wondering is, will this make any difference? And maybe we can talk about why um, or why not. Um, but by talking about the details, but what what's your first take on whether? this will actually change anything, that there might be some sort of action taken in Congress or it might really turn the election. What do you think it's going to impact? I, the election. I, look, the, the GOP has made it clear. As we, we've said more than once on this podcast, and as I'm sure uh, our listeners have noticed, the GOP isn't going to do a damn thing to rein Trump in, and there's a simple reason why. And it has nothing to do in the long run with getting that fixed Supreme Court justice or yet another, uh, you know, counteractive tax cut. It's because they're scared to death of their own base. And, you know, if, if any of them come out and defy him, they will not be, even though a lot of primaries are over, but then they're going to have worries about depressing Republican turnout in the general. Um, but they're just, this is because, you know, the Republican Party now, it, for a good chunk of its members, and again, I, it makes me very sad to say this, is under the sway of, of this whole fit, disgraceful individual. And, you know, we've read, we've all seen tons of stories about why Trump voters are staying with him, et cetera, so forth. Right. Um, you know, they're going to ride it out with him to the very bitter end. And, yeah, it's going to be bitter. Um, in the meantime, the people who are entrusted in our political leadership, even though a lot of them, if, if you hear, if you listen to people like Rick Wilson, who's a very savvy Republican operative and no liberal, uh, that's for damn sure, and that's fine, doesn't have to be, uh, and others saying most of the Congress hates Trump's guts. They know what he's going to do. They know he's going to destroy the party in the long run. But, again, there's simply too much, uh, too chicken shit, excuse me, to anything about it. And that's going to be to their judgment because you're, you know, you're already looking at, at certain political maps where they're going to lose now at least an estimated 30 seats, which isn't, you know, a tsunami. It's not quite the big blue wave some people might be touting it to be. I personally think it's going to be more than that. So they're, they're going to lose the House and there's a good chance now they're going to lose the Senate because we talked about your state, Arizona, very good chances for Kristen Cinema to win this. Kristen Cinema, excuse me. Nevada it's is a, a hard good pickup. One. Texas might even really be in play. Uh, even Mississippi wow. might be in play, and that includes Tennessee. Now, that's not to say Democrats aren't vulnerable in certain other states. They certainly are. But you know, think about this: if Hillary Clinton were president right now, all we'd be talking about is how the GOP was about to kick ass and then some. Right. In the general election, right. and now, of course, they're not, and it's because 
again, Trump's face may not recognize this, but most of this country does not like Donald Trump. Now, they're just willing to kind of endure him and wait him out, but that doesn't mean they're going to vote for him, and it doesn't mean they're going to vote for people who support him. Mm-hmm. So, I, this is, I, to me, I, I think we're going to see the election having the final say. And, you know, I think some, some Republicans are hoping that this might energize the uh, GOP base um, to actually go out and vote because, you know, what they're trying to push is um, if we lose control of the House, that Trump will be impeached. Um, oh, absolutely. Do you yeah. think there's they're, any... They're, they're def- they, have no, they have... Here's the, here's the incredible thing. For a party now that has, you know, it's got all three branches of government. They have absolutely nothing of any merit to campaign on. Nothing. I mean, it's, it's, it's shocking in some ways. This tax cut is a huge con on the working people of this country. It has not done much to really help the economy, other than give shareholders a hell of a lot of money. Well, good for them. But I think your average voter, even in red states, is going to scratch their head and say, hmm, what am I getting out of this? And yeah, maybe some people have had higher paychecks, but wages themselves have not grown for a long time. So, and it's not it's not trending well, believe it or not, if you look at polls, even with a lot of Republican voters, they're kind of meh on that. So mm-hmm. all they've got is this help us save Trump. Mm-hmm. That may work with the base. It's not going to work with the general voting public. Right. Now, let's get to um, what actually happened yesterday. So we had, um, I guess it's really three big shoes fell yesterday. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Manafort was up, up. Paul Manafort, uh, Donald Trump's former campaign manager, who Trump says was with them for a very short time. It was really about six months. Um, yeah, he's a coffee boy. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. And, and, and he, you know, really knew, um, you know, the Trump operation. We know that, you know, Roger Stone and Manafort have known each other for a long time. Um, there was a connection between Stone and Trump for a long time. Um, you know, we don't really know exactly how long they know each other, but just acting like all of a sudden some guy showed up, they made him campaign manager, and, you know, he just took over um, is, is a little disingenuous. It's obviously trying to kind of whitewash the whole situation a little bit. But um, he was found guilty of uh, eight counts. Mistrial was declared on 10 others. It was kind of interesting, though. A lot of the legal experts and, and, and you know, us lay people, journalists, can, can identify that um, – you know, it wasn't like um, the 10 counts, they didn't believe part of it. They were all scattered. It was just that they convicted them on some of the evasion counts, some of the, um, uh, you know, l- um, uh, lying to the IRS, uh, not declaring. So it was kind of like um, he was convicted on every topic, um, just not every count. Um, and then you had uh, Michael Cohen um, um, pleading guilty to, uh, I think it was three counts um, in it, 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 it might have been more now that I'm thinking about it. Um, but uh, he also pleaded guilty and then implicated the president. Um, and then kind of a little bit a little bit smaller of a deal, though, is um, uh, in, 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 I think you can uh, you know, speak to this a little bit. There's a congressman out there in California. Right. Uh, Duncan Hunter, who's the son of also named Duncan Hunter, a very once prominent conservative congressman here. He uh, is in a district that is very red, very pro-Trump. The the main town in East San Diego County is named Alpine. Uh, Very, you know, beautiful, amazing tourist town. Um, And Hunter's been in Congress since 2010. 
Of course, he got in trouble a few years ago when it was revealed that he was using campaign funds to make personal expenditures, including flying, I'm not making this up, folks, a rabbit on an airplane. You know, because you and I do that all the time. Of right, course. John? Oh, yeah. Uh, and yes, I'm sure your average Trump voter does that all the time, too. <laughs> um, buying underwear, ex extremely expensive underwear at a Del Mar, California golf club. Del Mar is a very posh city. Trust me on that. It's not a place I could live in. That's for damn sure. And then his wife telling him, well, you can't do that, but just claim you were using the money to buy golf balls for wounded warriors. What a disgusting thing to do to the men and women who've served in our military. I mean, it's not the end of the world, but, you know, my goodness, using that as an excuse. Yeah, and the big uh, um, connection is that he was, uh, what, the, uh, the second uh, person to endorse Trump? Absolutely, behind Chris Collins. I mean, and Hunter himself is a, is a Marine who served in Iraq, and, and, you know, it's fine that he served his country with valor, but uh, clearly, you know, he's, he's frankly always been a very obnoxious uh, presence in Congress. Um, and, you know, there are a lot of people who don't like him outside of his district. He's kind of like Daryl Issa, the congressman from R49, who is now left because of so much pressure. Uh, he barely won re-election. Just somebody who is just really intensely disliked outside of the base. And... So, you know, he and his wife are in a lot of trouble. Now, I, I, you know, I read an article yesterday in a local publication where, of course, his main supporters are not moved by this whatsoever. Gee, does that sound familiar? Uh -huh. And they, they just think he's as pure as the driven snow. And, oh, well, you know, he redeemed himself. And he did pay it back. Okay, that's great that he paid it back. But it's still unacceptable that he was using money like this in the first place. And, of course, if this were a Democratic congressman, you know damn well this would be on Fox 24-7. Right. Um, I know there was a side I want to mention in all this huge news yesterday, and which really did knock Trump back on his heels. But by all accounts, if reading about his rally in West Virginia, observers said he really seemed off his game. I suspect because even he knows how bad this is. But, you know, Fox News was leading with, and this is a terrible case of a young woman in Iowa who was murdered by an undocumented immigrant. Right. Again, terrible news. You know, this guy needs to be have the book thrown at him and then some, but sure. I'm thinking, really? Because, of course, as we all know, if this were Hillary Clinton, boy, howdy, you'd never hear the end of it. Um, so it's just funny in these, these kind of parallel, weird media worlds, uh, how things play out. Um, yeah, and you know uh, the last. I know you know about uh, Duncan Hunter. Sorry, I just want to. No, say no, no, that, and you know we weren't going to get into Molly Tibbetts, but I, I, you know, the last thing I wanted to point out is I don't know if many people noticed that um, that the illegal um, was employed by a um, big time re you know Republican in Iowa, mm -hmm. um, and so you know that's where really the um, hypocrisy a lot of times comes is that. Um, there's a lot of GOPers out there who really love the fact that they can they can um, hire illegal aliens to do some of these jobs, um, um, and, and and you know and get them really cheap. Um, you know it doesn't you know make it any any better or worse. And obviously, um, uh, plenty of uh, kidnapping, rapes, and murders happen from American citizens. Unfortunately, oh, they commit, yeah, they they commit the vast majority of crimes are committed by native-born American citizens. Many of them white. For some reason, the Fox world doesn't seem to mention yeah, that. Yeah, and, you know, I mean, it's 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 very, and also it was, you know, the whole time, although, you know, I, 
was would would hope that Molly Tibbetts would would have been found and everything was fine. She just you know, of course. you know, fell into a hole with plenty of water and food, and she just couldn't get out for you know a few weeks, and that and that she would have been able to be fine. Um, it's really a sad thing that she, that that you know that you know what happened to her. It's very you know it's oh, like you know one of the I... worst things you can think of, but you know it does with all the missing people that we have. Uh, it, it, you know, for those of us who might not, or those Americans who might not realize this, you know, unfortunately people go missing every day. And, um, it was, it was, it was, um, you know, kind of odd, you know, I always wonder why certain people make it to the news and some people don't. And, um, um, unfortunately, um, you know, obviously she didn't, she didn't make it back, but let's jump back to, uh, Manafort. Let's go back to Manafort because, you know, Hunter, we know that you know what 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 it happens a big deal, but we really have the Manafort Cohen dynamic really has direct relation to Trump. Um, Manafort supposedly could have information. I know that there was also some discussion now that if he's willing to talk, or if even if he's not, um, at some point they could be talking about um, how he influenced the platform of the GOP in order to be more open and uh, helpful to uh, the Russian government, um, that there's still more to come um, from this. Obviously, he's got, he faces another trial in Virginia or near Washington, D.C. Um, and, and by the way, I also wanted to clarify earlier, I said it was three counts for Cohen. It was actually eight counts for Cohen yesterday. Um, but back to Manafort, um, there's... Um, there's more to come here. He also might have more information, might be more willing to flip slash talk slash do something. I think the uh, you know, discussion was seven to nine years in sentencing guidelines on what he was convicted on yesterday, um, that the judge has the ability to go be, uh, you know lower than that and probably will. So you might think somewhere between three to five years, but that's still three to five years of someone's life when you're over 60. Um what 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 do you see playing out with 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 Manafort now? And you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know does he end up talking at, at at this point because he's going to jail and 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 most likely going to go to jail for even longer than that? You know, even if you say that uh, um, the judge uh, you know reduces his you know Judge Ellis who who obviously made it so that it's going to be impossible for for the uh, defense to appeal because he gave them so many breaks um, and every every bit of leeway was given to the defense team. There's, there might not be anything for them to appeal on um, besides the fact that it would cost you a lot of money. Um, but does he talk? Does, you know, is there any movement here? I mean, we've kind of already talked that we understand that there's not going to be anything done in Congress at this point. We're going to let the election play out and then depending on what happens after that, um, unless, you know, Trump, actually does go out on the Fifth Avenue and actually shoot someone. That might be the only thing that he actually wouldn't get away with. Um, but what do you see with Manafort? Uh, what's what's his future lie in, in, in your eyes? Well, I mean, I, I, I will, again, I think they're waiting for Trump to pardon him, but... No, oh, do and, you? And, you know, Trump and his I mean, arrogance will... Hey, 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 we'll can, I, can I just ask you, though? I mean, there's a lot of people that say Trump pardoning Manafort means even Republicans want to impeach him. I think it's important, and this is something I have to remind myself, never assume anything anymore in the political landscape that we're living. And conventional wisdom, you know, I'm not sure any of that applies either. Um, 
it seems to me, and again, I don't know that much about Paul Manafort. I, I have to confess, I never really heard of him until Trump came into the picture and then, you know, realized he had worked, <clears throat> excuse me, folks, sorry about that. He worked with, you know, Roger Stone, incredible sleaze bag, the late Lee Atwater, who helped George H.W. Bush get elected 30 years ago and, you know, sadly died of cancer uh, a little over about a quarter century ago. Um, but, you know, first of all, we know the Trump campaign is, was lying when they said, oh, Trump barely knows him and he barely did any work for him. But of course, that's not the case. I feel like Paul Manafort has a family. His children, he may even have grandchildren. I, I just can't imagine whatever his loyalties. And now I don't want to go too far into the weeds. There are theories that, frankly, he's more afraid of the Russians, given right, his ties right. with them, than anything else. And that's all I'll say on that. <laughs> but it's just does this man want to spend the rest of his life in prison, given everything, when maybe he could be out and you know he's probably never going to lead a tranquil life after this. I'm sorry to say, even if he does do a deal with the government and is able to live, you know, outside of prison. Um, but I, I, you know, I common sense would tell you he'd be willing to talk to the government and tell them what he knows about the Trump campaign in Russia. Yeah, and you know, I mean, it's, it would be very interesting for me to find out whether th there's even any possibility. It, it, it almost, uh, that, 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 they, that the government wants his testimony, um, most specifically Mueller, uh, the special counsel, Department of Justice, whether they're building a case without him and they want to, you know, they, they judge him as one of the, bad, bad guys. Like he's not, you know, we're not going to give him a deal because he's the one of the guys that just needs to go to jail. Um, and, and, you know, that's, I think the dynamic that, that, that we can't tell. And I don't think anyone can understand outside of Mueller's team. Um, there's, there's obviously some information there. I mean, if they have gates, they probably have as much as they need. Um, and, uh, you know, w you know, whether they know anything and then, you know, back to, um, you know, what's, 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 gone on with Trump and, and Manafort, I mean, obviously there wasn't a, a clear break made between Manafort and Trump, even after Manafort resigned, quote unquote, from the campaign. The gate still stayed on. He was there in the transition. He was there all the whole time. And he was uh, Manafort's right-hand man. So that basically just meant they got, um, it was a, uh, a public relations move because of the discussions and the problems that Manafort was starting to have publicly that they didn't want to tar them. Um, but we all know that he worked for the Ukrainians and the Russians, and that's what he was. Um, and we also know that Trump worked with those same type of people to save his business career. Um, and so, you know, they're all kind of, you know, working the same angle. Um, so, you know, that that would be my prediction is that they kind of let Manafort, they they just want to pile on to him. They have what they have besides that. Um and you know, I think that also transitions a little bit into Cohen and 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 segues into that discussion. Um, you know, Lanny Davis saying, um, you know, that 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 Cohen thinks Trump's a danger to the United States government. That he has information on on the on the hacking of the DNC server. Um, you know, when Trump knew it and how he knew it, and that that he was supporting it. You know, I think one of the comments he made to see uh, MSNBC yesterday was. Um, uh, that 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 Trump was promoting um, the the Russian hacking publicly. Why by that comment when he says, 
you know, I love WikiLeaks. You know, Russia, if you're listening, you know, remember that whole that whole thing. Oh yeah. Um, and yeah, that it was astonishing. That, and that, but that he know, was doing the same thing privately. I think is what is what was what Davis is saying. Cohen can say is that he was doing that and maybe even more. Um, it seems like uh, Cohen's going to end up being uh, someone who's singing to me. Um, and even if he does, he oh, does yeah. he does ceremonial time on the Stormy Daniels thing. That means he doesn't have to do time on something like you know because he doesn't have the immunity that 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 Trump has at this point. Right now, you know, there's still that debate whether a sitting president can be indicted, but there's no debate that he can be impeached. But there's no truth there with with uh, uh, with with Cohen if he comes out starting to talk about um, you know you know the Russian in interference. He's, I think that's where he's trying to make his deal. And I think that's what the government's also doing. They're saying, okay, we got this other thing. And if, if there's any, any, any issues with this, you'll still go to jail for five to 10 years. Um, you know, that's the way I'm, I'm, I'm kind of prognosticating or whether I kind of feel this coming out. Um, any, any comments on my uh, um, um, predictions? Well, you know, and the interesting thing too, I don't know if you mentioned it, Cohen's lawyer, Lanny Davis, is flat out sad. He doesn't want a pardon from Trump. Now, right. just wrap your mind around that. <laughs> so that tells you that Michael Cohen feels really betrayed and evoked by Trump. Mm-hmm. So he's not willing. It doesn't seem like right now, at least now, you know, that could change. But it just seems like you know, Michael Cohen just is not willing to help Trump any longer. And... You know, and of course now Davis is claiming this that that he Cohen says he has information about Trump conspiring with Russia to win the election. Exactly, if that's true. And it, you know, if Cohen can, can provide serious evidence on that. I mean, it just look it's it's Republicans are going to find themselves so backed into a corner. I, I'm just wondering for some of them, especially vulnerable ones in kind of purple or bluish states, or even some red states where they're in a blue district. Um, but they're, 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 they may decide, you know, this just isn't worth it anymore. Um, and you may, what you may even start seeing other than the hardcore, uh, freedom caucus brigade doing is they just, they may not even, they're just not going to say anything anymore. They're going to let this somehow play out on its own because they know Trump is, is, it's going to, to destroy him, uh, one way or the other. You know, I, I, you know, I, so I just, I think again, with the dynamics of this, uh, they're, they're, they're in constant flux and change. Obviously it's, uh, it's why it's called a dynamic. So, but I, I won't be surprised. I, again, I don't think the GOP is going to formally call for him to be removed from office, but they're just, they're going to start backing away and trying to run uh, for, you know, their reelections in spite of him. And they're going to have a really hard time with that. I mean, that's my sort of convoluted answer here. Um, cause again, this, this whole situation is so fluid and you're just dealing with somebody in the, the highest office of the land who doesn't have a shred of integrity or decency or respect for that office or the law or the American people. The only thing he's interested in saving is his fat rear end. Excuse my French. And yeah, there's more of the tragedy. You know, and, 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 and it was, uh, one of those days where even the 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 largest Republican apologists for Donald Trump couldn't come out and say much yesterday. 
Um, oh, no. Usually were, always, I mean, they even, knew damn well how bad this is. And even Lindsey Graham, who, who, you know, had been, you know, purported to be, you know, someone who's really, um, um, you know, an independent, a great voice. He's been as much in, in just the party pocket um, as anybody else. And I, I guess he always has been. It was just kind of the, you know, the uh, the marketing campaign that that has been brought on him. Um, but, um, you know, I saw I saw a discussion. Um, somebody played uh, him on the uh, Senate floor discussing why uh, Clinton needed to be impeached. Um, and and uh, obviously he set a bar that I think Trump has already um, uh, jumped over. Um, um, if anybody's interested in looking that in 1999, um, Lindsey Graham on the Senate floor talking about impeachment and what, and, and, and what the bar is, but, um, very interesting yesterday and, and even, um, uh, Graham came out and just said, well, there's no evidence of Russian collusion. So it's like, even if you find that the president did other things like on purpose, break the law in order for him to win the presidency, there's Republicans like like Graham, who aren't diverging. They're just saying the same thing. Now, they can't say anything about Manafort or Cohen um, or anything else that was done, but they're still railing on the no Russian collusion thing. Um, and it it seems if if Davis and Cohen are, 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 are speaking the truth about what they have, that you know, if there's evidence that Cohen can say that Trump did know, did conspire... I mean, you know, you talk yourself, I mean, you, you, you've talked about that the Republicans are backing themselves in a corner. If that's the only thing they've got left, what do you do when you find that? It, it's, it, it almost seems like, you know, there's, uh, there's nothing else. Um, and it seems like it's going down that road, that, that Mueller has been that plotting, um, just, you know, dogged kind of, um, you know, prosecutor that he's going to find these things that are there. And we know that there's so much smoke there. Um, there's got to be some sort of relation to it. Um, you know, even that, uh, the Trump Jr. email says, you know, our government support of the candidate. I mean, it basically have said it specifically. I think Putin said it several weeks ago when they had their, their, uh, quote unquote summit meeting or, you know, I don't know, re-education or, you know, whatever we feel like just, you know, uh, uh, labeling that. Um, but it seems like there, there's, there's nothing else, to, you know, that, that echo chamber was kind of missing. Even Fox News, some of them are, are saying, hey, don't pardon Manafort. Don't do it. Um, you know, there's, a, there's some criticism coming from even the opinion side of Fox News um, and, and from some of those folks. But some people are still sticking with them. I mean, Graham is still defending him, saying, well, Mueller's got to get done. It's not collusion. But now they're getting themselves in the corner where they're talking about the collusion is coming. Um, do you think, do you think Graham is, is even, I mean, it even tarnishes his reputation, don't you think? And, 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 and where well, do you think the yeah, Republicans Graham, lie? I mean, I, as far as I'm concerned, Lindsey Graham tarnished his reputation, uh, some years ago. He's a massive hypocrite. Uh, and I just think, and I frankly, you know, what's strange in history, but when he was running for president in 2016, Lindsey Graham's own fellow citizens in South Carolina did not support him. As a candidate, right, and I, I, you know, to me, this is just Lindsey Graham, like so many other of these cowards, making sure to the GOP-based voters in his state, look, I'm pro-Trump, leave me alone, because he's got to run for a primary in two years. He's up for re-election in 2020, uh, but he's, you know, he's he's pissed away any integrity and credibility that he had with this. Um, it, it's sad. It's sad to see somebody who at times has shown gravitas 
Um, and he, of course, he's not the only Republican senator with no spine. But he doesn't fool anybody other than the you know the Fox News world, and it's that's his choice. I and and you know the funny thing is if Trump really does go down for all of this, it'll Graham in a few years will certainly change his tune. Uh, but um, this is the state of our our politics today. When you have one party that is so controlled by a particular group of voters that it it just cannot it it simply cannot do what needs to be done. Mm. Um, and that's unfortunate. I, I don't know what to say about that. The voters themselves, are these, these voters are just going to have to ask themselves, how important is it to you, you know, to own libs, quote unquote, that you're willing to keep putting up with this? Yeah. I, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. And Lindsey Graham is just a symptom of that. Trump, look, Trump is a symptom of this as well, of a party that has, Again, been taken over by a particularly ill-informed and resentful, bitter, and a good chunk of them having, you know, they're just not comfortable with the shifting demographics of this country. And so here we are. And I, you know, I don't know, 20 years, you may not have the same Republican Party. You may have a splinter group. Yeah. Republicans, who the old school ones who do see how bad this is, saying, you know, we're done now. We're doing our own thing. Good luck to you. I but again, until I, I do, I will say though, Trump's approval ratings, which have been falling, they were. I saw one poll number where it's 31 percent. I do think if it hits 25, again, I think the GOP is going to have a real problem. And but you know, it's still it seems like a long way to November, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh yeah, it does. And I just I, I suspect we're going to see so many more twists and turns uh-huh. along the way. That I, you know, I think this country, sadly, what's going on too with Trump is just the psychological damage that's being done here. Not only just the damage to our nation and its institutions, but the kind of corrosive and horrible effects it has on Americans themselves. Knowing you have somebody in that office that you're not proud of, that you don't respect, that you know is bad. I, yeah, I mean, no matter if we get rid of Trump tomorrow, great. And I know I'm going meta on this here. <laughs> but again, the damage is done, and it just as a nation, we're really, really going to have to ask ourselves some tough questions: where we go from here. Yeah, and 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 how our system can adjust. Uh, you know, I I think it was nearly unthinkable um, about three years ago that he would uh, Donald Trump would ever win the presidency, and I think most uh, you know a lot of people had fears that it would be. Um, you know, corrupt and other uh, issues, um, and they've all come home to roost. And I don't, you know, um, you know, it is. It, it ends up being what it is. Um, I think August twenty first will 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 go down in history as a day that that was very um, important to our republic. Um, and um, I really appreciate being able to discuss it this morning with you, Karen. Well, thank you very much. Um, again, I I think this does hurt Trump. And I just, we just quite haven't seen the entire, How much, right. uh, you know, we just haven't seen the, all the effects yet, but it, it has. So, and, and good, it should. Well, thank you um, everybody for joining us on this special edition of the Modern Times podcast, Political Profundity. Um, Karen and I will be back um, again, uh, maybe even next week to discuss whatever else has happened. Um, and uh, Karen, again, thanks for all your time. Um, and for your great insights.
Thank you very much, and thank you to all the listeners. We'll see you next time, everybody. Thank you.